The homily this morning has to do with uh, Mary. And uh, it started out to be a homily on why we use the word Theotokos. And uh, it was going to be a little theological, and, and I'll get a little of that. Uh, but uh, Father Nicholas and I, we, we meet usually on Thursday afternoon, and a lot of times we talk about uh, things, and uh, one of the things that we talk about is he, he mentioned a few, day, a few weeks ago, he said, I want the people to have a personal relationship with Mary. And uh, so uh, I normally have just one main point in a homily. Today I have two main points. One about Theotokos, but the other about a personal relationship with the Theotokos. Now, uh, has anyone ever asked you this question? I have asked this question thousands of times in another life. Have you ever made the exciting discovery of coming to know Jesus Christ in a really personal way? I've asked that question literally thousands of times. But it was sort of, I don't want to use the word gimmick, but it was sort of a misleading question because when I asked that question of somebody, I knew they didn't quite understand that vocabulary they might have had a personal relationship with Christ, and many of them did, but I knew they didn't understand that vocabulary, and my job was to extract a decision from them to invite Christ into their life personally. And some people did for the very first time. But many times, honestly, it wasn't quite fair. Now, all we've been doing since last night and now is having a, pers a personal relationship with Christ, with the all-holy trinity, with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And, oh, poor Father Johnny had a terrible time. Well, what was the epithignatu uh, from uh, the monastery? And all, but we've, been, we've been talking to Mary and we've been talking to the saints. We've actually talked to Mary at least 30 times since we started Vespers last night. But I want to show you a little bit about a personal relationship, so I'm going to invite somebody up here with whom I have a personal relationship, but I want to see how it works. Gary, come up here, please. Uh, excuse me, Deacon Gary. And uh, we're going to go over here because uh, I want to illustrate something. <coughs> now, Sonny Boy, <laughs> 60 years old, and I still call him Sonny Boy. That's pretty personal, isn't it? Sonny boy, I have a bone to pick with you. I don't know how you do it, but you seem to be able to say in 16 minutes what takes me 30 minutes to say. And they like your homilies better than mine <laughs> because they're shorter. <laughs> you understand that personal relationship? He's my son. He's my sonny boy. I have a name for each of my children. Daniel gets called Daniel. Thomas gets called Tomas. I'm not going to tell you what I call Timmy. <laughs> he might strike me afterwards. It's very tender. Uh, and Peter, Pedro. Okay, you can sit down, Gary. But before you do, uh, we're going to have a personal relation. We're going to talk to... Uh, 
in Athanasius, fully Bishop Athanasius, you became a stronghold of orthodoxy, strengthening the church with your divine teaching. Is that personal? Was I talking to St. Athanasius? Well, of course I was. You sit down. Of course I was. I mean, this whole thing is about personal relationships. Literally, sometimes, for crying out loud. That's what they sang. Let us cry out. Hail thou who art full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Oh, it's all about personal relationships. But now, why, why do we struggle with this a little bit? Well, let me tell you one reason we do, because particularly in our part of the world, uh, and, and I don't want to rag on anybody, uh, but uh, Protestants in general, they don't want to talk about marriage. There's an accept, exception to that. And, and at, not for today, but sometime, and maybe at a weekend teaching or something, I'll talk to you about why. Because I think they had some legitimate beasts where they were very cautious about Mary and the saints. But uh, they ended up not doing anything with Mary and the saints. There was an exception. There was an exception. My mother, long after my mother departed this life, many years, my mother departed this life in 1960. And just a year or so ago, Peter and I were reading through something that she had written, and she said, I think we have not dealt right with the Virgin Mary. I think we need to, I think our view towards the Virgin Mary needs to change. That sort of accompanied, my mother had literally scores of pictures of the Virgin Mary, not icons, but pictures of the Virgin Mary, artistic renderings, and I have them all. And I didn't even know she had it. My mother really liked the Virgin Mary. I don't know if she had a personal relationship with her, but she sure liked her and thought we ought to change her attitude. But now, this homily is really about uh, a personal relationship with the Theotokos. Okay? Now, <clears throat> uh, all, all I'm going to have today is just some very, very preliminary thoughts. I mean, just very, very elementary. I had a uh, church history professor. He was brilliant. Uh, for church history in my first year of seminary. And, uh, you know, funny how you remember some silly little things. But I happen to remember the day he was lecturing on the Nestorian controversy. And uh, he talked talk to us about the Theotokos. That's sort of interesting. Uh, now, he was brilliant, believe me, but uh, I don't think he'd ever heard a Greek or any Orthodox talk about the Theotokos, so it was the Theotokos, but I actually remember it. Uh, unfortunately, I remember the rest of what he said, because when he finished the discussion on Nestorius, he said, you know, Nestorius was probably more right than wrong, and Dr. Woodbridge was more wrong than right. Unfortunately. Okay, now, uh, there are several reasons why we venerate Mary and the saints, and uh, there's a reason why we use the word theotokos. So, to begin with, begin with theotokos. 
talk to me out loud, what does Theotokos mean? Mother of God. Well, again, for crying out loud, in America, where everybody, well, here, speaks English, why can't we say Mother of God? Well, we can. But there's a reason we say Theotokos. And the whole Orthodox world, whatever language they celebrate in, uses the word Theotokos. It's a statement. It's a powerful statement. We confess her as the mother of God, the Theotokos. Now, can you call Mary the mother of Christ? Answer me. No, don't answer me. I'll answer it. Can't, you might make a mistake. Can we call Mary the mother of Christ? Well, of course. She was the mother of Christ. But if you can't say Theotokos, mother of Christ isn't good enough. Because mother of Christ, to some people, and to a lot of people, some of the people who educated me, really didn't quite mean mother of God. The eternal son of the father, incarnate. Oh, that is a big difference. Nestorius, he was a heretic. Uh, he was the... He was the Archbishop of Constantinople in the year 428. Uh, just stick that number in your head for just a second. 428. Well, we had a couple of other Archbishops of Constantinople. And one of them was uh, Gregory Nazianzen, one of the greatest theologians the church ever had. He died in about 383. He had retired a little before that, grew roses in his retirement. 383, 428, and St. John Chrysostom was Archbishop of Constantinople until 407. Do you see how fast heresy can creep into the church? 383, 407, and then a heretic who shook the entire Christian world in 428. Things can go downhill quickly. I mean, there's a huge controversy. Not one ecumenical council, more than one, dealing with this issue. Okay. What is at stake? Listen to me. Theotokos, what is at stake? Is the identity of the Son of Jesus Christ, who he is. He is the eternal Son of the Father from all eternity, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, of one essence with the Father, who for us now and for our salvation was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary. Nestorius wanted to say that she was only the mother of Christ and that it was sort of that he, that he was, a, that Jesus was adopted by God as the son. Not God of God, but a, an adopted 
son who wasn't really God. Theotokos has to do with the identity. It guarantees the identity of who he is. But that's not all the guarantee is. This is a two-way guarantee at least. She is also the guarantee that he's indeed truly human. Guarantee that he, she, that he is truly God in the flesh, truly human. Theotokos, she's the guarantee. And so we call her Theotokos. And if you want to call her mother of God, and we do often, that's fine. But she is Theotokos, not just Christotokos. Okay, now what else? We got several things. Intercessory prayer, extremely important. Well, uh, I, I wanted some things. Uh, I'm going to use a little hymnody, and I'll be fairly quick with it. Uh, now, uh, before I get to the hymnody, between this morning, three times last night at Great Vespers, we asked for her intercessions at the beginning of the liturgy, at the and then before this liturgy, we asked for her to help us. Eight times we spoke to her in matins, probably a total of 30 times on a weekend, and that's beside the times we sing, uh, oh, most holy Theotoko safe. We've been talking to her. We talk to her all the time. But we usually use hymnody. Not only, but hymnody. Some hymns. All of creation rejoices in you. This is the second cathisma of, Orthodox, uh, of Orthros. All of creation rejoices in the oh, full of grace. We're talking to her. The assembly of angels in the race of men. Oh, sanctified temple and spiritual paradise. We're talking to her. The glory of virgins from whom God was incarnate and became a child. Our God before the ages. He made your body into a throne and your womb to be more Spacious than the heavens. All of creation rejoices in you. Oh, full of grace, glory to you. I've listened to that hundreds of times. I'm awake every night. Have been for at least two years. Usually for about two hours. At first I hated it. Now I love it. And every single night, for at least 15 minutes, I listen to a CD I have on my tablet. And they're all hymns to Mary. But that one's the one I listen to more than any of them. For at least two years, 365 times two plus, and I listen to this over and over and over again. Oh, our God, through the ages, he made your body into a throne. Whoa. Well, he's the king of kings, isn't he? He's the lord of lords, isn't he? Well, what the kings sit on? Thrones in the womb of Mary. Was he God? Well, of course. 
dummy. Of course. John of Damascus. We heard it. That's what they sang. Today is the beginning of our salvation. The revelation of the eternal mystery. The Son of God becomes the Son of the Virgin. As Gabriel announces the coming of grace, together with him let us cry to the Theotokos. Rejoice, so full of grace, the Lord is with you. Mm, I love that. The revelation of the eternal mystery. Do you know? Do you know that the angels didn't know it? They didn't know it was going to happen. In fact, we love to sing in, in the hymn, Awed by Thy Beauty, we, that Gabriel was mystified when he cried out, Rejoice, O Theotokos. And we sing, almost, well, more Sundays, <clears throat> there's a Kentuckian, a hymn we sing, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, there's a hymn we sing more often than probably any other of the Kentucky in Matins, where, um, let's see, I've got it here. I want to read it. Uh, the mystery which was hidden from everlasting, and we sing this all the time, and was unknown of the angels. We sang it this morning. O Theotokos was revealed through thee. The mystery. Unknown even to the angels, to those who revealed to those who dwell on earth, in that God, having become incarnate in unconfused union of his own goodwill, accepted the cross for our sake, whereby he raised again the first created and has saved our souls from death. Mm. Powerful, isn't it? What a mystery. Nobody knew it. Except. Except all holy trinity and it was in the plan from the foundation of the world there was never this is not a correct statement and you'll understand why there was never a time when it wasn't in the plan there was never an eternity when it wasn't in the plan the incarnation was eternally planned when man first sinned, the all-holy trinity didn't look over the bulwarks of heaven and say, oh, oh, look what they did. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, it didn't work the way we thought. Oh, we got to put a stop. Well, we got to do something. It didn't happen that way. It had always been in the plan. Forever, eternally, a mystery. And it was revealed through her. Oh. Well, a little more. What else is at stake uh, in this personal relationship? Intercessory prayer, extremely important. Uh, we need intercessory prayer. You know, uh, you say, Father John, do we pray? to dead people. 
I'm going to use a Greek expression. I normally don't like to use Greek in a homily. I'm going to use a Greek expression. Me yaneto. Yeah, in, the, in Romans, it's usually translated, uh, may it not be so. But in vernacular English, it's don't be stupid. What shall we say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? May yaneto. God forbid, or may it not be so. <coughs> or in Father John's, John's translation, don't be stupid. We don't pray to dead people. We only pray to the living. Ooh, he's frowning. No, he's not. I got to wind this down. Oh, intercessory prayer. We don't ask dead people to pray for us because she's not dead. And the saints aren't dead. They're very much alive, and you get to see them and talk to them all the time. We got to talk to Epignatiu today and last night. Oh, that's a hard name to say. Come on. Oh. We talk to the saints. We ask for their prayers. Intercessory prayer is so crucial. Okay, one last thing. How do we carry out this relationship? Don't you come and tell me next week that you had coffee with Mary at Starbucks. Uh, don't, uh, no, I'm not joking. Because it's very likely that someone's going to walk out of here and say, oh, I just go have a chit-chat with Mary. I just talk to her about the children. I talk to her about the weather. Oh, come on. This relationship is carried on in your spirit indwelt by the Holy Spirit. That's how this happens. You need to listen to the hymnody. You need to listen to the prayers. And that's how you'll learn how to carry on this relationship with the Virgin Mary. We learn that in the prayers. We learn that in the services. Don't go thinking you can just go chit-chat. Oh, Mary, did you read the news today? No, that's how we, that's how we communicate with the, those who aren't yet perfected and made whole and are holy that's not you can talk to me that way because i ain't holy wish i were but i'm not but we talk it's in our spirit we carry on this relationship and that's that's where we learn how to do this it takes place strictly in our spirit and we get taught and you listen so when when you hear when you hear the most holy theotoko save us you have to, I pray that prayer every night. You know, I have to go to bed usually three times in a night. I go to bed at 11, and then I'll probably go to bed about 2 or 3, and then I'll probably go back to bed at about 5 or 6. Every night, I look at that icon, Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. It's a relationship. It's a personal relationship. You want to cultivate it. You want to build on it. These are only preliminary thoughts, just very, very preliminary. So much is left out. So much could be added. But it's for some of you, it's a beginning. For some of you, it's a habit of your life. But cultivate that personal relationship, not only with, Mary, well, not only with the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit, but his people, his saints, as a part of this life.